Hi friends, hi family. I am so 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 excited. I am so excited. Um, it's been two weeks, but it feels like it's been forever. I'm so excited that we are finally um, listening in. We are finally doing this again. Um, how are you doing? How are you faring? How have you been? How has the Lord been good to you? Um, welcome yet to another podcast of the Untamed Experiences. Thank you so so much for listening in, for tuning in, for waiting anxiously every Wednesday to to get to listen to this amazing word of the Lord. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing the link, sharing um, your feedback, commenting, yeah? um, and above all, pressing that play button. It's because of you and the grace that the Lord has favored us with that we are able to do this um, every two weeks. And um, moving forward, I just have something important to say out loud that um, we shall be... Um, having bi-weekly episodes and we're moving from um, weekly episodes it's something that the lord has laid on my heart and um, i know it's going to be used for the glory and um, this the sanctification of christ um, for for the church yeah and um, thank you so much for the support thank you so much for the feedback i thank you so much for being there in every step of the way i hope and pray and believe that these podcasts are actually blessing you and transforming your lives yeah so today i would like us to share about redeemed like being redeemed about redemption yeah um and um what does it mean to be redeemed what does it mean um to be redeemed by the holy spirit by christ and by god um but before we do that let's take off some some time and um pray um oh lord father i thank you for today i thank you for the gift of life i thank you for your people your amazing good people who are tuned in and listening to this message lord may it touch their hearts and may you go before them to understand the power of your mighty redemption on that cross lord in your mighty name i have prayed amen so today we shall be looking at redemption and uh, the power that comes with redemption through christ um and i'm so glad that you are listening in yeah so first things first what is redemption yeah what is redemption so um the dictionary clearly says that the action of saving or being saved from sin error or evil i'll say that again redemption is the action of saving or being saved from sin error or evil um the second definition says the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt so that's basically redemption and um basically we're looking at how jesus's redemption washed us clean how he redeemed us how he saved us from the evil from the clutches of satan from the clutches of sin and he won us over to his side oh by the way i have a friend who told me um um he's not really into the way i package my message but um it's okay um i love being more open and um discussing a topic at breadth i'm sharing and i'm not preaching yeah so i'm very sorry i'll just keep with my topic and i'll just flow the way i know how to and i know and i know that the lord will meet whoever is listening through the message at the right time yeah so let's get into this um redemption as we've said is basically seeing someone through from evil sin or clutches of sin yeah and here we're basically looking at how jesus um saw us through from the other side of sin to this other side of his love and mercy and grace 
So first things first, we all know that God loves us. And I'll say this, God loves you and sent his son so you could know him. Yeah, God loves you and sent his son that you could know him. Um, Have you ever felt in over your head with God? Like maybe you try to pay attention at church, but the teaching doesn't connect with you. Yeah, and um, much less it doesn't connect with your heart. Do parts of the Bible um, ever feel like patches of god fog to you like there's too much going on and you cannot understand what the bible is saying you want to seek god you want to know him but you can't ever seem to find your way right so take a minute and think of some of the ways you have felt in over your spiritual head in the past um things like understanding the bible other religions um and all that how could you describe knowing god right now um you and i begin a relationship with god when we are redeemed as we continue being redeemed the relationship grows deeper and sweeter as we are being changed into the likeness of christ um your relationship with god is not meant to be a scary dive into um, murky waters but a real thriving everyday relationship with him um, being redeemed helps us live a better life with meaning and with purpose. Um, God's grace removes our shame, you know. Um, he meets us right where we are. He meets us at our point of need. We do not need to, to go way overhead with ourselves that we are looking for him because he's always there and he meets us right where we are. And his love can remove our fear. Our earth assignment is to keep being redeemed. I'll say that again. I love this. Our earth assignment is to keep being redeemed. Yep. Our everyday life in this crazy world is to keep being redeemed. And as you well know, in the real world, somebody's got to climb out of the deep waters and the end of the pool and um, make dinner, pay the bills and um, all these life situations that happen. Yeah, take care of our sick ones, our beloved ones and all that. That's you and me and all those who choose to follow Jesus Christ. Like these things will keep happening. Yeah. Um, if you've ever helped a child with algebra, for example, you might remember that solving an equation begins by reducing the equation to its simplest form. One of God's sweetest gifts is in that way as well that um it's a gift of grace um it's that big and it's complex and it has this complex theology um that is hard to understand like being redeemed um, becomes even more glorious when reduced to its simplest form so today we are basically going to try to reduce the whole concept of redemption to its simplest form that everyone can understand because also me there's a time i became a christian but i didn't understand what exactly happened on that course and what does it mean so we are trying to reduce this whole redemption theology into something simple that everyone out there can understand yeah um and um my apologetics um is that every time when you think about uh redemption let it be something that opens up your heart into christ um the main things are plain yeah the main things are the plain things and the plain things are the main things yeah so in whatever you do the main things are the plain things even the bible the main things are plain 
and the plain things are the main things. Whenever you're reading your Bible, always when you find something plain, that's the main thing. The unplain things, on the other hand, and the unmain things may be interesting, but the most important things in the Bible are the plain main things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So here is a plain main truth from the Bible. You are loved by God. So very, very loved. You are dearly and marvelously loved by Christ. Um, because God loves you, he wants to help you and he doesn't want to wait for some far away time to become part of your life. He sent his son long ago because he wants to help you today and now. So the Bible even clearly tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Eh? So therefore, friends, I want you to I just want to tell you one plain thing that repent, believe, and be saved. Those three things. Repent, believe, and be saved. You realize that being saved comes comes after repenting and believing. Yeah? So God does not pitch out his blessings to those who are far off. Instead, his blessings are reserved for those who draw near to him. He wants to understand um, his history and his glory so that you may thrive. And his ways, when you understand this, um, God wants you to know him. That's the best way to know him. He wants our lives to tell his story. And so here, we are faced with a decision to make. Um, will your life tell his story? Will your life sing the song of the redeemed? Um, I've tried to lay out um, this theology into a simple form, as we said and talked about algebra. Um, the most easy way to understand it is when you lay it out in its simplest form. So I've also tried to lay out this um, redemption theolo theological theory into something small that everyone can understand. Um, so a uh, man caused um, the broken relationship with God. Yeah. So it's it's a story from the time when man fell to the time when Christ redeemed us, and what happens after that. So the first thing that we all need to know, the first thing that we all need to know is that man caused the broken relationship with God. Hence, that caused guilt right we are guilt because um before then we caused a broken relationship with god um isaiah 53 verses 6 clearly tells us that we all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all yeah so the lord laid that iniquity on on jesus christ and um we broke that relationship with god when we sinned yeah um then the second thing is the honor and justice of god's character was offended by sin so when man sinned we offended God. And what did we offend exactly about God? His honor and his justice. Yeah? Jeremiah chapter 50 verses 29 clearly tells us that someone archers against Babylon, all those who draw the bow, yeah, encamp all around her. Let no one escape. Repay her for her deeds. Do to her as she has done, for she has defied the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. So clearly, Jeremiah chapter 50 verses 29 tells us that we defied and offended God and his honor and justice. 
Um, so after us defying God, um, we became enslaved to sin. And clearly, John chapter 8, verses 34 to 36 tells us that Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins in a slave sorry is a slave to sin now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it forever so if the son sets you free you will be free indeed so um we became enslaved to sin and john clearly shows us in john 8 34 to 36 that all through that time um when we sinned we became enslaved to sin but whom the son sets free wow i love this scripture whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. And then, after us being enslaved to sin, a man could not undo it or avoid the penalty of death or be good enough to pay the debt. The debt. We couldn't pay the debt of sin that we had caused. Yeah. So, um, God could have just walked away after us um, not being able to redeem ourselves. Yeah? Because, I mean, God had no... He had no case. He had no crime. He had no... Like, there was nothing clinging him to us. Yeah? But there was only one thing that he stayed back because he loved us. God could have just walked away, game over, right? But he did not. Yeah? You know, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 9 tells us that, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. So he could have walked away, but then he has love, he has compassion, he's compassionate towards the human race he loved man so what did he do when he was compassionate after us letting him down um we all know that god is holy and just and yet god is steadfast in love um you can read chapter sorry psalms chapter 107 which talks about all the manifestation of god's love and um due to that love god made a way for man to be restored yeah um wow i love this god made a way for man to be restored in second corinthians chapter 5 verses 19 um that god was reconciling the world to himself through christ and in christ not counting people's sins against them and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation yeah so we basically see that god came up with a plan uh, a way in which we can be restored unto him back to relationship with him and the only way to restore was to satisfy the debt and um, defeat the certainty of death and break the shackles of sin you know when you sin the only wages for sin is death so we were clinged to death to death yeah we're clinging to dying but when god um realize that the only way was to sanctify the debt and pay that debt so that he can defeat death yeah so colossians chapter 2 verses 14 clearly tells us that having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us he has taken away nailing it to the cross so no one could do that except god himself salvation is for no one sorry um salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind but which we must be saved so he did for what the law was powerless to do um, because it was weakened by the flesh god did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemned sin in the flesh yeah 
and um, God sent his only son Jesus so that whoever believes in him can be saved and redeemed we all very clearly know the, 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 the verse that everyone sings in the Bible John 3 16 that for God so loved the world that he did what that he gave us his only son yeah so being redeemed is being restored to relationship with God. In Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 to 7, we clearly see that but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Yeah, so um, I hope you've 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 kinda um, digested all that in, yeah. So, and I hope that you catch that that a perfectly holy God could have just walked away, mumbling, "You freely chose what you got, so I'm out of here." He would have said, "Hey, it was your choice to sin, yeah. So go and deal with it to hell." But he didn't. God did not walk away because he is also steadfast in love. More importantly, today you need to know um, steadfast love sent his son, that God sent his son so that you can be redeemed, so your life will be redeemed. God's love for you is so personal that no one can believe for you except you you have to believe for yourself no one gets to believe on a group pass no one gets to believe on a family pass that my dad is christian my mom is a christian my grandfather is a believer so hence i i inherit and i am a believer no you have to believe for you and for yourself you are precious to god his steadfast love will not be watered down or doled out like stadium seats yeah he is person he's personally inviting you back to relationship with him you are the only one who can respond for you um i love you so much and i'm praying for you begging god to redeem you at this utmost time and hence when you believe i want you to have faith in what god has accomplished for you did you know that before you even give one thought to believing in jesus god is calling you to himself he calls us by name god knows who you are what you are and where you are and when god calls you the call is so very personal you recognize he is speaking to you heartily yeah god is calling you back into relationship with him many people believe a lot about jesus but their version of believing is more like an acknowledgement of facts um you know when we acknowledge these things um it's very funny that knowledge and believing are two different things you may have knowledge about something but you do not um practice it yeah we believed um that um the bridge or anything is safe and we walk on it hence we believe but there are times when it's hard to to believe because you do not see any bridge at all you do not see how you're going to cross over to the other side and that's the funny thing that the difference between a physical bridge and a spiritual bridge is a physical bridge you can see that oh there's a bridge and i'm going to walk past and i go to the other side but when it comes to our spiritual bridge that jesus christ gave us which is faith um it's hard because you cannot see but all it tells you is believe so that 
the only way to do this wrong is to pretend or say words you don't yet believe or just go along with a crowd or pray a prayer you don't mean the only way to believe correct correctly is to not believe so what i mean here is when you believe it's because you believe in something you're not seeing and that thing um stirs up faith in you so by the mere fact that you do not see it you get to move on and see things past what your physical eyes see and have hope and believe that the lord who came and saved you from the dead is the same god who is revealing you and um, taking you to further heights way above yourself and um sanctification of our hearts are and um, our souls are disordered yeah you know that our hearts are disordered god's grace leads us to conviction and repentance um by grace we are saved when we give our hearts to jesus yes and by the same grace the holy spirit who lives in us transforms our hearts until our lives bear the sweet fruit of redemption so redeemed hearts become redeemed relationships redeemed minds become redeemed homes yeah um now we are seeing the effects of redemption and um they become redeemed churches redeemed neighborhoods and redeemed schools um redeemed visions become redeemed purpose mission and calling we struggle with sin because we have this ordered hearts our hearts are not right we have made the lesser things the main things we have put something we love before the god we should love supremely our priorities are out of the work huh? when our loves are out of order the bible calls it idolatry when whatever we love more than god becomes the focus of our worship and therefore it has become an idol say social media football name it or whenever we put something before god it's an idol in our lives we all have idols of some sort when our loves become um disordered we worship whatever we love more than god um we so often worship the created instead of the creator this is so common the people get to worship created things we get to worship people our parents our girlfriends our boyfriends our spices our wives but um instead of us worshiping the creator who created all these things god is committed to reclaiming our hearts and remaking us into the image of christ there is a war going on for the hearts of believers and god will fight for our affections he wants the whole heart all of us without destruction without sin or idols growing in spiritual maturity means removing anything that has become an idol and reaffirming our desire to love god first um the problem is that most of us aren't very good at being self-aware we'd rather not look but you do not have to be afraid to take a good look at your heart do you remember that you belong to christ nothing i mean nothing can ever separate you from the love of god his plans are for our good and our greatest good comes when god is our greatest love so do away with anything in your heart that puts anything other than god first in your heart to become aware of our sin and our idols is a good thing and we cannot change what we will not acknowledge we must see our own sin or we will not grow we might be saved for eternal life but god wants 
even more. He wants to redeem this present life. He has the very best news. We are saved by grace, held by grace, and forgiven by grace. Nothing else. I'll say that again. We are saved by grace, held by grace, and forgiven by grace. There is grace when God's light shines into our darkness. There is grace to help us name our idols. There is grace to comfort our sin. And there will be grace to help us be redeemed. All is grace with God. And I know God is doing a marvelous work in us, yeah? And um, we are made to worship. Humans are made to worship. Worship God and not idols from a grateful heart. Worship God from a place of a grateful heart. From the moment of our salvation, God's intent with the rest of our lives on earth is that we be changed into the image of his son, Jesus. The Redeemer makes us new. Redeemed people, redeemed Sorry, redeemed people worship the Lord for his steadfast love and mercy. I am redeemed and grateful beyond words that I long to worship my Redeemer. Um, to reflect his glory and his grace in my life. Worship, however, is one of the areas in my Christian life where I have felt great inadequacy. When I only understood worship as something you do, I never felt like I was getting it right. Yeah? Can you relate to that? Like, um, I wanted to worship God the way the Bible wanted me to worship. And if my heart is intended to worship God, then I want to meet its purpose. The goal of salvation is to produce worshippers. That's the sole goal of salvation. Remember that whether you eat or drink, do it all in the glory of God. Do it all in worship of God. Um, the goal of salvation is to produce worshippers. The redeemed are worshippers at the moment of our salvation um we are worshipers all through there are two main thoughts the first one in the bible um there are two main thoughts i would like to share with you and i feel this is really touching me and the first thought is in the bible worship is many times spoken of as an act or expression of our praise worship comes from the overflow of a grateful heart we worship God personally in our everyday lives and we come together as the body of Christ as an act of worship. You know, when you first believe in Jesus, there is a deep and immediate gratefulness for the unearned forgiveness of sin, the assurance of God's love, the promise of heaven, the restoration of our relationship to God and the sacrifice of Jesus. The more we grow in the knowledge of Christ, the more we mature as believers. As a result, our gratefulness is ever increasing. The second thought about worship is, worship is how we are meant to live our lives every moment of every day. Remember the first, um, the first theory of thought is, um, when we get together in church and we worship and we praise and we lift up our hands and we shout to the Lord of, of all creation. Yeah? That's the first one. Now the second one is how we live. It's, it's how we are meant to live our lives every moment of every day. Here is where God finally settled my not enough worries about worship. Worship is some days gathering with 
other believers and singing songs in church but the definition of worship in the bible goes further worship for believers is so much more the worship god desires means submitting my entire life to be transformed becoming a reflection of his glory all of life is intended to be um it's all intended to be worship for the redeemed we cannot turn off our worship or stop being vessels of worship you know um humans were made to worship we will either worship the one true god or we worship idols period we are meant to be worshiped but what do you choose to worship do you choose to worship god or you choose to worship idols but either way all of life is worship and i hope that today from the story of redemption from the time when 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 a man sinned and um, god fell angry and still he didn't walk away from us he still gave up his son and his son came with mercy with grace and all these things i hope that you can be able to fall back and love god with all your heart soul strength and mind and i hope that you can be able to stand firm and know that the lord is a god of promises and is a god of creation that if he didn't give up on you back then he is not giving up on you right now i hope you've been blessed um this week i hope um the lord is um moving in your midst in your in your families in your homes in um, your relationships and i bless the name of the lord in your life um till we meet um um next time i'm joel wabulo the only voice on the untamed experiences thank you